So how about your aunt? Oh, yeah. She's just moved, apparently. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, she seems very happy. Oh, definitely, definitely. I think, it, I think it's nice that, you know, you get to a certain age and you're just like... I'm not. I can't really be bothered with relationships anymore. Just gonna, just gonna live with my friend. Well, exactly. I mean, I, th- I think it's the future, considering you know the housing market. Well, yeah, exactly. You know, you can't necessarily rely on uh, marriage or anything like that. Exactly. Just, just live, live with a friend if it, you, you know, whoever you can bear to live with exactly. for a long period of time. It doesn't have to be romantic. But uh, yeah, it's it's. It is a small little place they've got, though, isn't it? I mean, it's a little small, I know. One bedroom. Well, yeah, you can fit two people in one bedroom. Yep, 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 yep. And it's nice that they're always together, though. I mean, it is very nice that those two definitely friends and nothing else are always... They've always got each other. That's very lovely. Very good friends. That's nice. Yeah. It's nice that there's a lot of good, good friends. Good friends. Definitely not queer and pleasant strangers. <laughs> Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Eris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. It's that show where two queer trans ladies catch up every week and go, Hey, what media did you consume this week? What media did you consume this week? Uh, I played some things. What did you play? Should we jump right into the things we've played? Tell us the thing you played. Oh, I don't have the, 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 the list ready. You know what? I'm going to start with something we've both played, but I've played more of than you, I think. Um, I played through 12 minutes. Oh, through 12 minutes. Oh, I have seen how that game ends. Ah. Um, you don't sound... Well, we'll do. We'll we'll talk about the bits we've both played, okay. and then I might go into thirty seconds of spoilers for a thing. But um, yeah. So twelve minutes is a point and click sort of puzzle game in a time loop, an escape room. It, yeah, you are trapped in a in a at most twelve minute long time loop, usually shorter than that. Uh, if you get injured, the time loop stops. If you, if you go uh, out the front door, yeah, go out the front door. It reloops, and. You're trying to work out what's 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 going on. Why is time looping? There's this man bashing at your door, being like, "Hey, your wife murdered her dad. What's up with that?" And I'm a cop. And I'm a cop. I'm not sure if he is a cop or not. Um, that became more questionable the longer I played yeah, that game. Yeah, and it it becomes apparent quickly that there is some stuff being kept secret and. You're trying to work out how to manipulate this very enclosed space and this very short time loop to get the information you're looking for. Um, mechanically, I found it interesting. Mm-hmm. Performances were good. It was well acted. Uh, it's very it's dark and tense in places and intense. Very. Uh, yeah. Trigger war- all the trigger warnings. Oh, you don't even fucking know. You don't even know. Because I basically spent a lot of time... Like It was nice that my chat are good about it because I streamed this on Thursday last week. My my chat were like every time a new person was like, "Hi, I'm here to watch the game," and everyone yeah. was like, "Trigger warnings for everything." Yes. So, uh, before I get onto a brief bit of spoilery talk about the spoilery things, because honestly, I feel like usually I'm one where it's like, you know, go look up the spoilers if you want to see them yourself. I feel like it's important to just fucking share them on this one. What do you? Th- what did you think of what you played of it? It's a bit bleak. 
Mm. It's it got bleaker the 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 more I played of it. Um especially when I was like, Oh, I just need a quick out. I'll just cap myself in the head rather than walking out the front door. It's like this takes a long time. Yeah. Okay. Um and distressing, uh finicky in some ways. Uh definitely not for the faint faint hearted. Yeah. Uh, do you mind spoilers? Because, like, Not hey, really. skip forward 30 to 60 seconds, uh, listeners, if you don't want to know spoilers about this game, but I feel like I should just well, fucking on a talk about it. now. Okay, so you know there was that uh, Pendulum of the Dead or whatever it was called, that that oh, um, escape yep, room in a box. Yep, yep, yep. It's one of those kind of things. Oh. The whole game is in the head of the main character, who oh. is the real person who murdered the dad. He is fucking his wife, who is his sister. You know, you know. there's the whole, like, did you get far enough to be like, oh, she's got a brother, that she no. uh, like a half-brother? I didn't get that far. Slightly after where you got to. I got to, to the, the fact that, uh, hey, it's very possible that yeah. she didn't do it because the death happened uh, on New Year's, and um, mm. she did shoot him at Christmas... Yeah. Um. Yeah. The the whole game is a psychosis that the main character is having while he tries to emotionally rationalize fucking his sister, who is his wife, and the fact that their dad didn't want their incestuous relationship to be a thing. Wow. Yeah. And we stop talking about it. There we go. Yeah. That's that was about 60 seconds we did. Yeah, that was 60 um, seconds. Yeah, that's that's a briefly summarized Ooh. version of the of where it goes, but like it's wow. um yes, when it becomes that and it's like, "Oh, this is what's actually happening." It just gets very starkly about that for a while. Huh. Yeah. There's some nuance I've skipped over there because we had a time limit, but mm. yeah, I mm, that game's a lot. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. You see now why I compared it to that one other game I started by comparing it to, and that it's one of those. Yes, yes. Okay. Well. Um. So twelve minutes. Interesting premise. Um. I'm not sure I'm a fan of where it ends up. Yikes. Uh, yeah. What about you? What have you been playing this week? <laughs> I played the Quake remaster. How how was that? It's Quake. <laughs> yeah. Um, I never really got into Quake as a kid. Um, it was one of those games that I got and and very much like the way I'd played Doom most of the time was I got it, I activated the console, and I cheated a lot. I mean, that's I think how a lot of people did so. And I was still very confused by how to get through the ending. Partly because mm. I'd never done the first boss. Uh, like, I can feel if you've done the first boss, you can establish that, hey, there is something more to how this is done than yes. shooting it. Mm. Because obviously playing previous ge- previous sorts of FPS games is like, I just shoot the boss until it dies. Not yeah. I jump through a teleporter and... Then, because the, I teleport inside the thing, then, 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 then I win. Because telefrags are only really sort of made a thing if you play the multiplayer. Yeah. So you'd really only understand the concept of telefrag if you played the multiplayer. A little bit, yeah. Um. So I played through like the traditional uh, or the 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 base campaign, the original part of that. Yeah. Uh, that was all right. I I was impressed that I got through it. I think it helped that I wasn't immediately trying to like cheat 
and then do the uh, activate the nightmare mode. Yeah. You 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 were going through the intended progression path and as yeah. such learning more about how to play. I'm and... not easy. <laughs> yeah, there's some like interesting mechanic stuff in that. Um, stuff I hadn't really thought about in games before, like the concept of like you shoot an enemy and they stagger, but they don't necessarily die. Um, some some of the char- character models are kind of basic, I guess, but about as good as it could have been back then. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Can't remember what year that would have come out, but I seem to remember it being quite advanced for its time. Yeah, it was. It was yeah, alright. It's very right. brown. Yeah. Um, I've started playing, sort of half-heartedly playing through uh, one of the other um, bonus packs. Yeah. It's in there because I think there's like five different things you can play. You play the original Quake and then like four other, uh, three expansions and then the Machine Games expansion Mm -hmm. uh, that they did sometime later, like fairly recently, I believe. Um, so I started the second one. Was like, I like the. I'm very much like the level design in this. It feels like they've, they've got a very consistent theme going on, and I like that about mm. it. Whereas some of the original stuff was like, this is kind of cool, I guess, but it doesn't feel quite as consistent as some of the other yeah. stuff. It felt like they were working out that kind of first-person shooter design, sort of as they went along a little bit. And in many ways, they probably were uh, exactly. Uh yeah, so that that was Quake. What yeah. about you? Uh I played a much more interesting uh narrative adventure game this week. Ooh. I think it was a lot more interesting than twelve minutes. Uh I played through Road 96, which is a uh narrative adventure about a series of teenagers in it's never explicitly said to be America, but it's very clearly America, uh trying to cross across the border. Um and there is some there's a little bit of vagueness around what's going on, but the, what what is clear is that there is a uh, tyrannical uh, uh, despot that has come into power. Uh, they are very much implied to be a sort of right-wing Donald Trump-esque. Um, well, it's set in, what, 96? It would have been George H.W. Bush, I, mean, I think? It, it could have been... It, 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 his name's Tyrak. He's a fictional person, but he's very much that sort of right-wing, authoritarian, Fox News loves him kind of uh, president. And there's a lot of there's a lot of teenagers trying to get across the border before the next election rolls around because it's very clear that either he's going to consolidate power and probably, you know, start increasing term limits and sticking around and becoming very difficult to get rid of, like or there's probably going to be pretty severe civil unrest in the country as a result mm. of whoever replaces him, and in particular for these teenagers, there is this looming threat of teenagers who try and get out the country are rumoured to end up in forced labour camps. And as such, you're making a bunch of decisions as you do a road trip across definitely not America to try and get across the border. And what did you play this on? Uh, I played this on Switch. It's on other platforms as well. Um... Largely, the Switch version is very good. I will get to the one problem with it in a little bit. Yeah, because um, I watched Steph's video about this earlier, yes. and I was wondering how you had yeah, found yeah. the control well, system. We'll, we'll get to the controls in, okay. it, in, a, in a little bit. In so, which case, you said you played through it. Have you played through it just the once? Or? Uh, I've played through from what I would say is the start to finish of the game, which is like eight runs through the game, oh, I think. Wow. It, it's it's several runs, but okay. there, there is... So the way it's structured is that, like... 
it's it's procedurally generated, and you will come across pre-made scenes, but you will come across them in different orders, and depending on which choices you make, some of the scenes you won't see at all, and whatnot, and each run-through of the game, um, where you're trying to get one teen across the border, takes about an hour to play through, and when you finish that, you pick up as a new teen a couple of weeks later in the run-up to the election, and their journey, their separate journey from a different part of the US to try and cross the same border. Oh, yeah. Um and there is a certain number of runs, and I think it's somewhere around eight runs, before, like, okay, you have re- reached the date of the election, choices you have made as all these characters are going to impact sort of where you end up. Um, yeah, I, I've played through one full run, and then I played through, like, the start of a second set of eight runs, just to be like, I was very curious, um, how do I put this? Each of the, 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 each time you start as a new character you see wildly different stuff. It is all completely different scenes. It's it's described as being procedurally generated and a bit like a roguelike, but there's no repeating of content from, like, episode one to episode two to episode three. Um, but within a given, given episode, like the first episode, the first teenager who's trying to cross the border, depending the order you meet certain characters, you'll get completely different scenes with them. Um, a good example of this being the first time I did episode one trying to get my first teen across the border, um... I met this cop who uh, was on a bus and was transporting a teen to the police station because they were like, my car got destroyed, terrorists tried to blow my car up, I'm now having to take this teen on a bus, and I used that time on this bus to try and convince the other bus passengers to all shout a cab at the cop a bunch. Um, but then, second time I played episode one, I met the, co- the, bus, uh, I met the cops slightly earlier in their journey, I ended up getting arrested by her and being in the car when it got exploded because I bumped into her earlier in her journey. Hmm. Um, it seems like there is a lot of room for different scenes that I, I just have not come across, huh. uh, which is really nice. Um, yeah, let's talk about the controls. So it's largely a pick the dialogue options to do, walk around, there's occasionally some some fun mini games to do, Um when you're choosing dialogue options, you have to point the camera at the dialogue option you would like to pick and press a button. And that's usually fine, except occasionally characters will be walking while you're talking to them and their dialogue boxes for the various dialogue options will sort of bounce up and down with them a little bit. Uh, this is particularly a problem when there's one character who's drunk stumbling in a desert and he is making some quite severe lurches around, which make it quite difficult to click on exactly the dialogue option you want to on Switch. Mm. Uh, I suspect on PC, probably a little easier, still not ideal, I would imagine. Um, But honestly, that's the biggest complaint I had about the game, is occasionally, in a couple of rare instances, dialogue options were a little fiddly to pick correctly. Um, I really enjoyed all the characters you meet across your runs. Um... I very much like the way that... I, I felt like all the choices I've made across my various runs built up towards an ending that was what I wanted the ending to be. Um, it feels like ultimately there's probably three sort of paths you might end up going along, which are, do you uh, do you work towards um, protest and um, civil unrest and, like, we will not stand for what is happening? Mm -hmm. Do you push for voter reform and try and vote in someone better and go for that route? Or do you lean into what's already happening and take a very, I'm just going to get myself out and 
nothing else really matters approach. I the sort of the three broad strokes parts you sort of look at, but individual branches within that are pretty broad. And yeah, I had a really fun time playing this. It was really gripping. Um, I like that each playthrough getting a character to the border or across it is maybe an hour long, maybe a little over an hour, which mm. is a very digestible amount of time to be like, yeah, I could do another run of that. I, I know roughly how long this will take. Yeah. Um, makes it very manageable to play in bite-sized chunks. Um, there, there's a pair of characters I absolutely love who are a pair of uh, uh, masked robbers on a motorcycle who are just a lot of fun. They're delightful. Um, they seem a little chaotic, but I want I want to be their friends. There's a sort of Fox News-esque uh, news reporter who has some issues she's trying to work out. Um, there's a trucker who is being a bit secretive about what's in the back of his truck. And they're all very well put together characters. I enjoy them a lot. Yay. It's a good game. Yay. Yeah. 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 Uh, what about you? What have you played this week? We played some board games. We did. What board games did we play? We played some Pandemic Legacy Season 1. <laughs> yeah, we're, re- <laughs> we're replaying Pandemic Legacy Season 1. because. Kind of. We have some friends who... How many years ago did they... Whatever year <laughs> Pandemic Legacy Season 1 came out. So uh, I think I've mentioned this on the show before. We talked last year about the fact that we were playing through Pandemic Legacy... Or all the Pandemic Legacy games. Um, so I started playing through Pandemic Legacy Season 1 with a group of friends locally. We all threw some cash in and got ourselves a copy... We played through our first game, and when we came to do the the end of month stuff, we realised that we had been shipped the wrong dossiers. They were all in French, I think, or German. <laughs> um, so we contacted the publisher, and they were like, oh yeah, sorry, this happened with a bunch of the games, we'll send you another copy. So they sent us, the, the other, they sent us new copies, so a few months went by, it's like, okay... We'll we'll play again, and almost immediately, at beginning to to re, to to play, we realised that we hadn't finished properly setting up, uh, or, or closing down the game at the end of it. So we were like, we've got new dossiers, we've got a whole new set of stickers. Shall we just basically restart the game? Yeah, makes sense. Cool. Okay, let's do that. So we replayed the first month of January, and we lost, and then we replayed this the, replayed January again, and that time we won. So we moved into February. And then a month later, we all gathered together in the same place and we played through February and we won. And then <laughs> four or five years passed. It's going to be at least four years because it was before we we were living together. Yes. So, so it would have been 2016, 2017, something like that. Yeah. Um, yes. That, that's how that worked out. Yes. And I've been on at them to sort of like, hey, you know, do you want to do you try and get together? There is one from that original group who is very difficult to wrangle. Uh, he yes. has had some personal problems. We do not hold it against him, but it has made it very difficult to get that same group together. Yeah. And in the last year or so, I've been saying like, hey, we finished it. It's really good. Why don't the two of you that live together just play, play it? it with like, us. Just, just all play it on your own. All play it on your own, yeah. Like, I encourage them to try and play it on their own. Just like, fuck it. Yeah. We played two together. We yeah, had a we great had a great time. time playing it two player. We didn't need more than two people. Yeah. We had we had a lot of fun with it. Definitely recommend it. 
see the story. The story is fascinating. Yeah. Um, and it's such a waste to let, I think, because we bought it brand new, like 75 quid's worth of game. Yeah. Just sit gathering dust on yeah. a shelf. Especially when the two of them were, you know, locked down and stuff. Mm. So they played two more uh, months of this. And that apparently went pretty well. Yeah. And then uh, the weekend they were like, um, yeah, we brought it over. Should we play together? So yeah. we played through uh, May and then June twice, I think. Yes. Yeah. We, we won May, lost the first June, won the second June. Yes. June is a particularly tricky month for some reasons. Mm. There are some threats that we did not have many ways to deal with. Ooh. I'm very glad we had a dedicated character dealing with the problem. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I continue to really enjoy Pandemic Legacy. It's great. Uh, it's fantastic. Um, it's very fun playing through it with people who don't know where it's going. And we're just here like, oh, you make the decisions. What do you, what do you think we yeah, should do, everyone? Yeah, I've been very keen not to sort of give anything away, not to suggest anything. Like, the, I mean, the first time we played it through, I was very adamant. I was like, I don't want the military involved. This is a medical emergency. Yeah. Don't get the military. And this time I'm being a bit more like, mm. Yeah, if you want to get the military involved, go ahead. I mean, do you think the military are the best people to solve medical emergency? Uh, but, you know, it, it is entirely their choice. Yeah. And I, I don't want to influence that too much. But, you know, um, you, know you guys open, the, open all the doors and open to all the stickers and stuff. Yeah. Um, they had at some point dropped their legacy deck, so <laughs> I, I rearranged that for them. Yes, um, we had a bit of a kerfuffle our first game getting everything in order. There were some pieces that were behind a door and we didn't know, we, we hadn't seen the card that said to open that door. Yeah, we had like an hour of fucking about yeah. sorting, just sorting the game out to be playable. Yes, but we, we got it going. Oh, we got it going. We had a great time. We did. Uh, we played three games. We didn't end up having much other time to play board games. Apart from that, we did wrangle um, a, a, a round of kitten. Yes. The game where you turn over a card and it's like, oh, quick, grab the little wooden kittens and balance them in a certain mm. design as quick as you can. Yeah. yeah. And I was awarded Chief Cat Cuddler. Yay! I was surprised how well I did with that. Hooray! Um, yeah. Um, that that was one of the other games we played. We played Kitten. Yeah. It's short, sweet. I think we knocked the whole game out in about ten minutes, if that. It's a very quick game. It is. So there you go, if you ever need... An excuse to play with cat cats <laughs> is is your option there. Uh, you got anything else? Uh, yeah, so I played a bit more Train Simulator yeah, this week because uh, since last week I am now a moderator of the Speedrun.com um, Train Simulator <gasps> board, um, which has involved doing the thing that like I ended up doing with uh, Cooking Mama Cookstar a fair amount, where it's like, okay. Now that I have some measure of control within this little community, let's work out setting the rules that no one has bothered to work out or set in the past. Hmm. So here's the thing about Train Simulator. There is a weird bug with Train Simulator when it runs below certain frame rates where uh, if it dips below certain frame rates, the in-game timer will slow down. Right. Um, and this is obviously important for speedrun purposes to know about because, yes. like... What was unclear initially uh, is it was very clear that re like the standard for most games when you speedrun them is using something called live split, which is a real world timer that is a good, accurate timer that, that records your time. Um, 
for this game, the previous mods had decided that the way to do this was going to be uh, using the in-game timer, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But once we realised that, like, oh, the in-game time and the live split time are going out of sync with each other, s- clearly something's up with the in-game timer in in Train Simulator. And the question, Uh-oh. the question was, when frame rates dip and the timer does something weird, is the game itself slowing down? with the timer, or is the timer slowing down separately from the game? Okay. Because what I what I, I guess mean by that is, if, let's say, when you go under 15 frames a second, um, the game clock slows down, but the train slows down moving to compensate, mm-hmm. then if both of them are slowing down, that's fine. Use the in-game timer, that's going to be the most consistent way to get a an accurate result of how quickly you did it. Yeah. Um, if... The in-game timer is slowing down, but the train is continuing to move at the same speed. You'd have to use something like live split because otherwise your in-game timer will be out of sync with the time you actually did the run in. Mm-hmm. Um, so my 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 week is I did one speed run in Train Simulator and then discovered this issue existed and have basically spent the time since talking to the game developers, being like. What do you know about this bug? Mm. And with that information, how how should we best proceed with this? Um, what would your advice be as the people who understand how this game works? Um, so we haven't come to a firm conclusion yet, but I've been collecting statistics and things about how that game works. That there is nothing like speedrunning a game to make you under- learn to understand all the weird idiosyncrasies to do with it. Like, Cooking Mama Cookstar, I probably can tell you more than most people on this planet about the differences between version numbers and um, how you prove what version number of that game you're speedrunning on. Mm. So, I'm learning about how the weird ways a game is broken and how to make speedrunning it fair. Yay! Uh, What about you? Did you play anything else this week? I'm playing some more XCOM 2. How's that going? I've restarted again. I can't remember if I'd restarted last time. I'm now on my third attempt to go through. Uh, my first one went pretty well. I felt felt like it was going quite far. And then I realised there just seemed to be stuff I hadn't done. Hmm. Um, my second one, I got to a point where just like I couldn't seem to progress at all. Hmm. Everyone was getting murdered. Um, and I just was like, I think I need to restart. Um, I've looked up some like hints for like things I might be missing mm. and realised that there are a couple of things just I haven't bothered building in my ship before. Okay. And one of them is one that you get quite early on and I've just, for some reason, it's just faded out of existence as being relevant to me. Yeah. It's incredibly relevant and I should have been building them. Um, so I'm, I, I am now building... Uh, more of the more of the um, sort of support stuff, and opening up more options, and I am finding the game uh, a little bit easier to manage now. I've got five person teams. I've I've got people like getting bonus abilities as they level up. Yeah, they're doing all right so far, and it's been in been fun having uh, sort of not quite versions of of people I know. Because I've learned from Final Fantasy VII that you never name anyone you care about after a character in a video game. Mm-hmm. 
you, not directly anyway. You give them you you'll you'll have yeah. like vague references to them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's 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 a you with your your swipey hair. There's yeah. me with my pink swipey hair, and there's a, a fee with a sort of a, a, a purple um, or blurple um, quiff thing. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, there's there's uh, there's there's Jonathan Holmes. Ooh. Um, there's a guy called Macrame Etsy Store. <laughs> Don't know why. Just amused you. I just, those are the words that came into my head when I was naming characters. Uh, yeah, they're doing quite well this time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have a little drone this time. I don't know if that helps with the macrame, but there we go. <laughs> Uh, yeah, what about you? Who played anything else? Uh, the only other thing I've played is uh, for accessibility this week. Oh, low flying plane happening. Mm. Mm. Or a jelly flopter? Maybe a jelly flopter. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, so for accessibility this week, that for regular people will already be up, but for people listening early will be up in a couple of days, I played uh, some Among Us and some uh, Fortnite imposters. <gasps> I I continue to really enjoy Among Us. I played a game of that with yeah. you, or two games of that with you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. I tried to use you as an alibi. I was going to keep you safe from murder to do it, but... It didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. didn't work. In in fact, the fact that you, you didn't run around with me got you suspected. Yep. And thrown out of an airlock. Yeah. Um... In hindsight, I realise it's easier than I always build it up to be in my head to just be like, I fancy playing some Among Us. And and I, I acknowledge this is because I have a lot of people on Twitter. Yes. But I can just go, I really fancy playing some Among Us. Here's a room code. Come join. Yeah, I, I have to say playing like 15 person Among Us is a very different experience. Yeah, it's fun chaos. It is. Um... I, yeah, I always build it up in my head that I'm like, mm, I want to play some Among Us, but it's going to be a nightmare to get set up, isn't it? Uh, no, no, no. I'm like, just... Oh, Not just... really. Within about 10 minutes, you've gone from, like, eight-person games to 15-person yeah, games. Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah. Um, I continue to feel like uh, Fortnite imposters, uh, having played a bit more of it. I like that you can see the map while you're doing the interrogation step, but the lack of ability to just type exactly what you're trying to ask means that, like, I understand what they're trying to do with their quick chat menu, where they're trying to be like, are you asking a question or making an accusation or giving some evidence? And then you have, like, six options and you fill in the person and the place. You just can't get specific enough to explain. I... It's those moments you have in Among Us where it's like um, someone will self do a murder, someone sees it, the person self-reports, and you both go back and forth going, no, no, they ki- they killed, no, I-, I was on my way out, they were on the way in, no, 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 it's the other way around. Yeah. All that, like, nitty-gritty nuance is lost. Um, and, like, on top of that Fortnite mode, other problems of, like, difficulty distinguishing who's who. Made all the worse by um, Peely mode, where oh everyone God. turns into a fucking banana. Yes, yes. Um, it's... Uh, Fortnite imposters, I, they they tried. Um, there's a couple of little things here and there that, like, yeah, that's an improvement on, on Among Us, but, like, overall, it is a much worse experience. Yeah, I, I feel like there are several problems with that. One being... Um, just the view. Yes. 
the you... fact that you've got like a standard third person view, it feels much harder to identify. <sighs> Like, somebody could be killing someone right behind yeah. you. Yeah, and you, when you're doing a, t- a task, you have no peripheral vision. In Among Us, it works because, like, if someone's coming near you, even if they're behind you, you're like, someone's nearby, I'm going to be cautious, I'm going to be cautious. You've got much less ability to protect yourself from death. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and the, 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 you know, the fact that people are using their own skins. The yeah. fact that there's that pe- whole peely thing. Yeah, it's it feels like it'd be much more difficult to identify who did the crime. Yes. Uh-huh. Um there seem to be like a lot more missions to do and like I feel like knowing the map would be much more difficult in that mode. Agreed, as well. yeah. It's I mean I only edited the video, I've never played that. No, the, no, you the game, all but... of your observations are how I feel about playing it. Um they they tried to make Among Us it ain't among us. Do, would you say that having played it a bit, that generally speaking, the communication works enough that people are getting their point across and that th- those people are then being voted off? I mean, the on- <sighs> mm. there's a lot more having to just put blind faith in someone confidently saying, so-and-so killed so-and-so killed, and just spamming the same sentence over and over to gain emphasis. Mm. There is... It's a lot harder to defend yourself if you're accused. It's a lot harder to have any sense of, like, if two people are saying they did it, they did it, there's... Because all they're doing is sending the exact same messages pointed at each other. It's... I felt like I had a lot less ability to understand and deduce and make informed uh, Mm. guesses. Yeah. Um... It is just not as well thought out as Among Us. Oh, well. Yeah. An attempt was made. Indeed it was. Um, but yeah, I think that's everything I've played this week. Well then. Huh. Time for this. We made it. We escaped the Earth. Finally, finally, we have escaped the bounds of this planet. Now we can rule everywhere. Yeah, I'm so glad we just stepped over our fellow humans and uh, just... Got out of there while the the planet burned. I mean... In the wake of our jet stream. How was I going to escape capitalism if not by exploiting it? I mean, I would say I brought the capitalism with me. I still have all of my money. (laughs) I mean, all of the precious resources have to come to space with us. Right. I mean, why would we leave anything there? You know, we earned all of that money. Yeah. Woo! (laughs) Sorry, what, 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 hello? I I don't understand you. Universal Translator, translating. Greetings, Earthlings. Oh, hi, hi. Have you come to greet us for being amazing and making it to space? Congratulations on making it to space. See, I knew it, thank you. You've done amazing work. And when will the rest of you be joining us? Oh, the rest? Oh, no. They they were down there uh, putting out all the fires and stuff. Yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a pandemic down there. We're not, we're not taking that up with us. Oh, your species speedrunners. What? Gross. Look, we just wanted to come to space with all our uh, infinite accumulated wealth. Tractor beam engaged. Returning to surface of planet. 
Oh. They're taking us back? But space! But we just made it off of there. What are we, what are we gonna do? The whole planet's burning. I mean, this is, this just isn't fair. I wanna, I wanna, I, I should have special treatment. I've I wanna gotta, speak to Space's manager. I've got a lot of money. I shouldn't have to put up with this. Ah, oh, oh, the proletariat look real angry. I really shouldn't have done any percent speed run. Yeah. Are you fiercely independent? Mm-hmm. Do people describe you as stubborn? Has an awful childhood left you unable to ask for things? I'm feeling a bit cold out. Do you secretly wish to be spoiled and pampered? A little bit, yeah. Call Pamp Pals and we'll send you gifts. Order a masseuse to your home. Send you takeaway food. Come rub your feet. Whatever you need for a pick-me-up. Pamp Pals. Because Findom isn't always an option. So, <gasps> what have you put in your what have I put in my eyes? I've not put a lot in my eyes this week. Um, let me pull up the list. I watched the I watched the trailer for Spider Man No Way Home. Uh that 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 sure looks like it's going to be a Spider Man film. Um, and a Doctor Strange film. Yeah, and a Doctor Strange film. I'm glad that we now know uh, one way or another. No spoilers. Uh, whether or not all those uh, multiverse rumors were true or not. Um. I, I'm intrigued. I'm excited to see a, Sp a Spider-Man film that, from the looks of it, is going to be very um, visually impressive. It's like, hey, g give me all the cool visuals from a Doctor Strange film while I'm not having to primarily be watching a Doctor Strange film. <laughs> put put those cool visuals in what's mostly a Spider-Man film. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm very here for that. Um, what about you? What do you watch this week? Uh, we watched the new What If. We did. This was if uh, T'Challa from Black Panther was Star-Lord. Yeah. Uh, I really liked this one. It's a good one. I sat there like 10 minutes into the episode going, I wonder if we're going to see Howard the Duck again. <laughs> you, you, and um, we did. You called it literally about two minutes before it happened. I was like, oh, look at you. Look at you there. <laughs> um, yeah, I I really enjoyed this particular what if. I I thought that um Chaz, Chadwick Boseman's performance was fantastic in it, uh -huh. and obviously like this is the last performance he did for the MCU mm. before he died, and it's a hell of a good one. He translates very well to um to voice acting performance. Okay. Um, I very much enjoyed um the unexpected party grouping that we had of who <laughs> who are band of heroes were who are the band of heroes in this universe yeah and where these things happen i like the differences of what this you know set of guardians of the galaxy were up to as opposed to our original ones mm -hmm. um they felt distinctly different from just this is just a different person in in charge of the of this group yeah it's like it they're... felt like t'challa had a much bigger effect on his universe it did than say Agent Carter because it felt like that was still yeah very much had had within a very narrow yeah. space yeah Agent Carter was still ultimately going to be the um, symbol of liberty defeat superhero Hydra. yeah defeat Hydra be be the sort of English language speaking um, like buff hero type. British English, rather than... Well, yeah, British English is most of American English, but still, like, aha, the English-speaking world's hero yes. uh, sort of mentality. This felt a lot more... And I felt it was justified why 
he would have had that very different kind of impact on mm-hmm. the universe. And yeah. I like that some of the same character flaws from the MCU films came up in this, but in a different context. It's like, yeah. that character's gonna do that thing no matter who Star-Lord happens to be. Yeah. Because um, that's who that character is. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was real fun. Mm. I like this one. It was, it was good. This, I am enjoying this series so far. This has really sold me on like, yeah, give, give me more of this. Ah. Uh, what else have I watched? Um... I tried watching the XCOM, uh, the Xbox Gamescom opening night press conference, yeah. whatever it is. Um, Xbox announced they were doing like a like a, a ninety minute press conference at Gamescom, and you know, in some past years, Gamescom press conferences have been like, "Hey, here's a little mini three, and I was like, "Okay, I'll well, watch along with this. I'll see how this goes." Uh, I, I'll tell you. You know how the PC gaming show always feels very, very, very padded out? Like, they don't have enough announcements to fill the time they've decided they're going to fill. No, I don't watch it for that very reason. Well, I mean, did did you see one of them to see see that, or have you heard um, that I guess I must have at some point sat yeah. and watched one of them and gone, nah, I'm good. Yeah, so this was one of those. It was one of the, like, we're gonna show you a very lengthy, not really anything happens trailer and then have a... Very bland, say nothing uh, developer interview. Mm. Um, at one point, they went on to a little mini documentary about what trebuchets are and how they work, because I think it was an Age of Empires game they oh, were showing okay. off. Okay. So, like, rather than show off the game, they had a little five minute documentary about trebuchets. I mean, that sounds more fascinating than. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, but like that's that's the level this was. Um, the day the the day after this uh this we record this actual Gamescom opening night is happening. Hopefully there'll actually be some announcements there, but this was overbilled for what it was. Mm-hmm. They did not need 90 minutes to do this. Okay. Uh, what about you? What have you watched this week? What have I watched this week? I watched some films. <gasps> Tell me about the films you watched. watched. first watched Dora and the Lost City of Gold. The Dora that, the Explorer that, that movie. Live, live action Dora the Explorer. Yeah. How was it? It was alright. Yeah. <laughs> It was clearly still a kids' movie. Yeah. Um, it had kids' humor in it for the most part, but it was. It had kids' was... humor until until characters were tripping balls. And even then, I think it was done in a way that kids would be like, "Ha ha!" It's gone animated, and I saw someone's bum. Ha. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. <laughs> It was very silly. Um, it, it's very strange, the concept of a live-action thing, where it's like, ah, all these villains going to do a bad thing, and there's just a fox in a little mask, just not going to acknowledge they're a thing. Well, they, they did acknowledge Swiper several times. Well, acknowledge Swiper, but not acknowledge that it's weird for a bunch of, like, armed hooligans to be around with a, <laughs> just... a fox. <laughs> yeah, just a fox is part of the gang, because... Yeah. Because swiper, yes, swiping. Swiper, yes, swiping. Um, yeah, it was. It was all right. Yeah. It was. It was an adventure that happened. There was some fun bits at the beginning where they were making reference to the fact that Dora's like, "Can you say neurotoxin?" <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> that was fun. Um, yeah, it it was it was it was fun. If you have small people, um, maybe give that a watch sometime. Yeah. If you want some mild peril, and, and mild peril, mild peril, 
Uh, did you watch anything else? I watched. <laughs> I watched Wonder Park. What's Wonder Park? Depressing as fuck is what Wonder Park is. Okay, I cried like six times during that film. So this is a another children's it's animated. Another, it's event. another animated film. Uh, I don't know if it's like a Pixar thing. I remember it being advertised a while ago, and having very much that sort of Disney Pixar style animation. It's nicely animated, but the basic story is Kid has this wild imagination and is always coming up with ideas for, like, a uh, a theme park. And mm. Mum is very encouraging of this, but Mum clearly has possibly cancer. I mean, it sure... It sure seems to be. Like, during the opening ten minutes, she seems to be getting more and more and more sick, and she's, like, looking really thin... And like bags under the eyes, and then she's gonna like, I'm gonna have to go to a special hospital where they're gonna look after me for a while. Like, oh shit, is is this end of life care? And then not telling the kid or or what? Because I'm I'm sitting there. Just, yeah, the the way the way you were talking about it seemed like it was very. Um, this might be final. She might that, not. Come that back. is the vibe it gives. I'll be honest. Um, yeah, and then and then the things work out i guess um so the basically the it turns out that so the thing is that um she'll come up with a new idea for a thing and then she hands her pet monkey peanut uh, a marker pen and whispers in his ear that he has to make the ride that she's just come up with um and then at some point in the future she will sit and make out of like bendy straws yeah, and mum specifically like, will her, yeah, they'll make. sit down and make like things and the whole house is covered in this stuff yeah. and it's kind of fantastical in a great way um and then obviously mum gets sick and the kids like don't want to do this because this is the mum thing and it reminds me of mum and that makes me sad so she puts it all away and yeah. then like has like a massive argument with a family member who's like but you love all this stuff, and I bought you like yeah. a, a thing for that. I'm having a depressive episode because Mum's dying, and I don't know how to emotionally process the happy memories of her right now. Yes, and like burning shit and stuff. And yeah, like, mm, I have some trauma related to this. Thanks, thanks, film. It's like God, I thought it was just gonna be like yeah. fun child's but, film. But then, oh, now she's in the magical world of the theme park. Yeah, she and... goes off to math camp. Um, and initially she's like, oh my god, my dad can't survive on his own. He's not going to survive on his own. Something terrible's going to happen. I have to return home. Um, and then she sort of wanders off from from math camp almost as soon as she gets there. Gets lost in the woods. Finds the tumble-down, real-life version of her Wonderland theme park. <laughs> and... Basically, the little um, like toy monkeys that they give everyone who visits, and they've all got different costumes. Like, there's like forty or something different costumes. Um, it's it's all overgrown, and nature has reclaimed it like something out of The Last of Us. And there's uh, a blue bear, a warthog, a porcupine who's played by um, uh, uh, John Oliver. Um, <laughs> And uh, two beavers, yeah, and and they're like, like living through the zombie apocalypse as the 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 little um pet creatures that they used to give you for coming for the park are now chimpan zombies, yeah, and they're just chasing after people. They drag you off and feed you to the darkness. It 
Yeah, my my understanding from from passing of this is that basically the moral of the film for like the middle section is just hey child, your depression is killing everything you love. Yep. The things you love, they're dying because of you because you're depressed. Yes, I really I really struggled with the, this was like Cry number three. The middle section of just like, oh, like everything is dying and everything is awful because you're depressed. Oh, thanks. Let's it's have act- some victim blaming on that. It's actively your fault. Your depression is actively killing everything you love. Yep. Yep. And and you are why everyone is sad and depressed and living in the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, you are why the world's zombie. ending. It's all yep. on you, child. Pretty much. Small child, it's your fault. Pretty much. Stop being sad about mum or we'll die too. Yes, and also you have to work out all of our problems and get the clockwork swings restarted. Uh, this film sounds like a lot. It is a lot. It does have a happy ending. I'm, but, I'm glad. But if, if you need that reassurance. Um, but yeah, fuck me, it's a grueling place. It's just like, oh God. It's, it's oh not just God. happy smiles, silly... No, it's not. My, all I was going for was I would just want some... Because sometimes I just have these days where I was just like, I'm feeling a bit delicate. I'm going to watch some kids' films. Yeah, because just... I know that they won't, like, they won't get too real at any point. They did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and, and I won't have to deal with, like, huge complicated story arcs that I might not be able to follow in, like, a, like, I just want to veg out and eat yeah. snacks and, and just, like... Just something low risk. Yeah, something low risk. This was not low risk. <laughs> something that, ideally, you're not going to have to look up fucking content warnings for or anything. E- yeah, and something you're not going to spend, like, a good percentage of it just sobbing. Um, yeah, so that one, not great. Followed that up with the Adams Family movie from yeah. last year. Uh, the, the the relatively modern recent Adams yeah. Family. Yeah. yeah. The CGI one. The CGI one. Yeah. That's actually right. with that. It's all right. Yeah. Um, Wednesday, as always, is the best character. Oh, of course. Um, yeah, it's a fun story. I think that's uh, a good Gomez. Yeah. I think I was initially worried that there was never going to be a Gomez quite as good as um, from yeah. the original film, from the, from the films. But I think I like this, this Gomez. This, I this, like this Morticia. This this Gomez and Morticia stand up pretty well. Uh, um, Pudsy constantly reminded me of Bobby Hill. Yeah, yeah, he's got that energy. <laughs> what um, if slightly more morbid Bobby Hill? Yeah, I, I, I will say from what I caught of this, um, it seems like there are sometimes older properties that will try and get modernised in, like, hey, what if we brought them into interacting with a modern world? And mm. often that feels kind of forced and a bit, like, uh, doesn't really work. It seemed like it was working here. It seemed like a good excuse to... I think it did just fine. I mean, the the, the, the whole thing with the Adams Family has always been they are not like other people. Yeah. So you put them anywhere near any other society. Yeah. Things are going to happen. It just happened it's... in this case that they decided to build a suburb right near the Adams yeah. house. And Entitled Karen decides to do what Entitled Karens do and make shit bad. Yeah. And at well, the end of the day, it all worked out. Yeah. There was a really nice bit where they painted the Adams house pink. And that was a nice nod to the uh, original TV show. Yeah. Because apparently just the value of that shade of pink shows up really well on black and white film. Yeah. I, I think that there is a benefit to modernising the world around old characters without 
modernizing those characters and allowing that conflict to be I, I a think thing. the Adamses pull off timeless pretty well. Yeah. Because I mean that's always the point that they are yeah. like outsiders and misfits and they no matter where you put them it looks like they should have been a couple of hundred years before that. Yeah, I want to see like what are the what are the future Adamses? Yeah. What what is the the weird cyberpunk future meets the Adams family <laughs> <laughs> and they take out some kind of techno cop or something. <laughs> Let's see that. Let's keep modernizing the Adams family forever. Oh yeah, Uh, yeah, it's 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 a fun if slightly morbid story, where once again the biggest problem in the world is a white woman. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, What about you? You watched anything else? Uh, I think that's everything I've watched this week. Uh, I watched like one other thing. Yeah. I'll see if I can find the link here. Um, oh yes, I watched um, Reubs R E U B S uh, on YouTube. Did a uh, how I remade the Simpsons hit and run in a week. Aha! Um, so they apparently really liked the Simpsons hit and run as a kid because yeah. that was like the hey. Your parents will not get you GTA. Yeah. Because you basically want to play GTA. Yeah. Um, with Simpsons characters and just then just like all of the collectathon nature around that. Um, so he spent a week in Unity 4 and 5 just making like a ray traced um, version of the Simpsons hit and run, like exporting the map from uh, like somebody who made a tool to just export the maps from that into object files that uh, Blender can read yeah, and, and Unity can read. Like, cool, that's all that done. Don't have to remake it. Um, using like a standard model and then paying someone to fit Homer into that model <laughs> so that it does all the like kick, kick animations and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then like ripping sounds out, ripping all the texture files out and using uh, an AI up, up res thing. Yeah, upscaler. To, to upscale most of them, most yeah. of the textures, and they looked really good. There were a few that he was like, okay. I'm going to have to remake that one myself, but I didn't have to make thousands and thousands of textures. Oh, gosh, yeah. Um, at the end of the day, he got like um, some conversation stuff work, some interactions going on, uh, all of the hidden um, collectible cards in that game. Yeah. Uh, and the first mission of the game entirely integrated in, wow. a, in a week. It's like, that. that's cool. And for people of that era... Assuming you can get it out of litigation hell, mm-hmm. I'm sure people would be very excited to see. Yeah. Hey, here is uh, here is the Simpsons hit and run remaster remake whatever. Yeah, 4K edition HD. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I thought that was a, a pretty cool video. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, what is that? Everything? I think that's everything. Well then, time for this. Laura, Laura, we've got a new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? Well, have you been fighting for your rights? I, I have been. I had a protest recently. I'll I do. saw it. It was yeah. very good. Yeah. And do you think that maybe instead of arguing for your rights, you could get someone else to do it for you? I mean, I don't see why I would. I think I'm perfectly capable of explaining, you know, what rights I should have. Yeah, but what if a cis white man could do it? I I mean I I mean I'd rather do it myself. I'm... Yeah, but what if a cis white man was just like debating your enemies on their home turf? I I don't think that would help. 
You don't think that would help? Just no. a just a just a white man stepping in? No, I think that would actively be bad for my fight for rights. I think that would actively hurt the cause I'm trying Debating to do. Debating your enemy here. about the you question. Oh god. Oh, they're framing it as the me question. No, this isn't helpful. No, stop. Very I'm... wanted advocate is here to help, whether you like it or not. Not is the answer. Whether or not you enter the code Q and PS one seven nine, uh you will get some help from the very wanted advocate dot lol dot net. Un- undo unsponsor. No, there's 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 I I've been instructed by a cis white man. <laughs> I'm hitting the delete button. <laughs> Apparently delete. You can't delete them all. Delete You can't no, I'm sorry. No. no, there's only cis white men now. There's more of them, in fact. Uh you tried to cancel them. Oh no! <laughs> now they've all got articles in the Guardian. Oh god! And the Times. Well, hopefully they're too busy talking about how they're being deplatformed to get in my business. Oh no, they're very much in your business. Oh. They've set up the uh, set up set up a debate on a no one's ever heard of it podcast. Oh! In fact, essentially, they are not giving a platform to a bigot. A, they are inflating the platform of an existing bigot. Oh, joy of joys! Yeah. Oh, two two bigots, in fact. Oh, yeah. So there's verywantedadvocate.lol.net, and a white man is gonna just decide that, that he knows best for you. Inside the boardroom of Electronic Actor Softworks. Hi. Hi. So, uh. I've been trying to think of uh, ways we can make more money. Ah, I like money. Yeah, money's great, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, as we've always said, one of the best ways to make money is to, like, make other people do the work for us. Yeah. Because, like, we had that uh, that g- that game with the little plumber, but we made everyone else make the levels so we didn't have to make any levels. Yeah, and then there was so much content and we didn't, like, vet any of it. Exactly. We just let people make their own content and whatever happened, happened. Yeah. So, like, I'm wondering if we can, like, you know expand that market because like it's very good for us when we just let people make games for us and we make the money yeah so i've been working on this thing i've been working on this thing for a while it's um sort of looks a little bit like lego it's aimed at the little kids uh people love lego yeah exactly but like here's the deal we encourage little kids to make games right because like hey that's a market of people who don't yet know not to have their labor exploited. And they understand their own market, right? Exactly, exactly. So, like, here's what we do. We, we give them the tools and say, hey, make your own game. You can you can sell it, you know, you know, people can pay for it. And if enough people buy it, we'll give you a cut of the money. But Plus, that... we can sell that to parents as it's educational because exactly, they're learning to exactly. program and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But... Here's here's where we're, where I'm going on this. We make the cap that they've got to earn in order to like actually get paid out higher than any kid's ever gonna make. Yeah. yeah so yeah. that like you know in theory they could make money off their games, but in yeah. practice the hypothetical money exists. Yeah, they they raise they raise money selling games they made, and we just keep a hundred percent of it. Yeah, I like the sound of that. I, I feel like I've got a business plan. Uh, here. Yeah, yeah, I could sleep with sleep sleep at night just fine with that knowledge in my in my head. Oh, how I love child labor! I yeah, same same. Yeah, I would. Yeah, there's nothing quite like it. Nothing quite like watching their little exploited eyes as they realize actually there is no money for you. But in, in we a probably per- had fun playing, right? In in a perfect world, they'll be disillusioned with this industry before they turn ten. You are a fucking genius. I know. 
have you put in your ears? Uh, I've not put much in my ears this week. It's not been a very listen-heavy week. Nope. Um, I did listen to a track called Redo by Modern Baseball. Uh, it is an upbeat, sort of fast rock track about, you know, wanting to start things over and the power of self-ownership that comes from, you know, have, picking a new name for yourself, having a fresh start, having a clean break from who you were before. It's a good, positive, uplifting rock track. Mm-hmm. What about you? What have you listened to this week? I've listened to most of Dice Funk Season 8 to how, date. How, how close are you to up to date on that? I'm uh, curious. I am currently on episode 20. Oh, yeah, you're not far behind at all. Um, Do you know what episode you're on at the moment? Uh, I think 25. Okay, so I'm not far so, behind. So, yeah, what's what's roughly what's going on around where you are at the moment? Uh, you are exercising the barber. Aha, uh-huh. yes, yes, okay. And we're, 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 we're coming across all that. Okay. Yeah, you're, you're maybe one arc behind where we're at now. I think this is how I prefer to listen to Dice Funk, generally yeah. speaking. Like, I got seriously into Dice Funk when I was just, like, mainstreaming episodes, because yeah. I don't think I, like, seriously started listening until, like, season... When did you start? Three? Uh, three, yeah. Yeah, like, season three. I had just, I think, listened to season one and two at that point. Yeah. And I got into um, Word Funk. Mm, yes. And then, oh, like, obviously, Leon dropped out of Dice Funk, and then... a. F- like a little while after that, like, um, they, I, he dropped out of um, Word Funk as yeah. well. He's just like, I don't want to do podcasts, and that's fine. That's fair. Um, but yeah, like I got through most of that, and then I think I listened to three, four, and five pretty much along with the release times. Mm. But I, I knew I wasn't following it as well, and that was making it much harder to be like, I'm really into this. I I understand consuming narrative that way, being like, I want to binge it. <laughs> but like, also, I kind of want to know, because you keep being very excited about things around the house. Yeah. So here's the thing. I think you've binged it at about the perfect time, because <laughs> um, considering you've got maybe five or so episodes left to catch up on, you should, get into your you, should be, you should be up to date with, like, by, by probably this weekend, you'll probably be up to date with this weekend's episode, which mm. is... Oh, where shit starts to go down. Oh shit! Some some real shit occurs. Oh shit! In the episode that's gonna go up this weekend. Mm. Yeah. Be, for regular listeners, this will be up the same day you listen to this. I have to say, I'm less keen on the whole um, separating the credits things and not forcing Austin there to be Austin to be there during the credits. I know. Um, I get why it was done, but at the same time, like. Having Austin be part of the trauma of the credits was half the fun. I want to force Austin back into the credits. Austin should be forced back into the credits. You never heard that from me, but I want to force him back in the credits. Like, look, we're paying you money. Exactly. You have to listen to our bad puns. Exactly. <laughs> be punned out, Austin. Be uh, punned out. Yeah. I, I'm, really, I'm really digging this season at yeah. the moment. It's... I, I like that it has a similar vibe to season three where it's like very small enclosed mm-hmm. environment. Um a small enough cast of characters that I, I generally remember who everyone is. And An Austin shitty ingrain of I have a mechanic running in the background. <laughs> yes. Not telling, not telling. Oh not no, telling. no, I love when he does that. I love when there are oh, yeah. consequences. I love that later. too. Like he he gave us all the clues we needed to mitigate that being a problem. Yep. And we didn't do the things, yep. and it became a problem. 
Um, <laughs> oh, there are so much bigger problems coming. I'm sure. I mean, that, that. I think that's like... When Austin is having fun with those slightly shitty and grin moments of... I have invented a mechanic that is running in the background, but I'm not telling you what it is. But it helps make everything A, feel more alive, and B... Gives Austin a reason to be giggling away at certain points during yeah, the narrative. I, I, I'm always a big fan of Austin revealing something and us going, how long have you been fucking sitting on this? That's been happening for fucking forever, right? Yeah. 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 I, he, okay, with no spoilers, um, at some point around, a, a little way after you're at, um, I get a botch and Austin waits multiple episodes to be like, we're gonna pay off that botch now. Oh shit! I'm like, for me recording, I'm like, that was like three fucking weeks ago. We're, we're doing that botch. Oh shit! <laughs> He'll just quietly sit on things sometimes and go, "Hey, hey, about that." <laughs> Austin's a good DM. He's a good DM. Yeah, he has a good mind. Um, I don't have a good player mind for that sort of thing, though. Um, what was relevant? I have no idea. I, I I like that because, again, because season eight is like season three, it's a small contained bubble environment. Mm-hmm. There are so many fewer things for me to keep track of. It's yes. much easier for me to remember what the options are. I mean, I've only been on one shot, so... And yeah. that was enough for me to go, I don't know which information was very relevant or not. But by the end of the episode, I am very sorry that I'm not following this quite as well as perhaps I should have done. That is sometimes how these things go. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it's, it, this season of Dice Fucking is at the point where I'm like, I'm ready, I'm ready. Let me record more episodes. I'll record like the next 10 episodes back to back. I want to <laughs> record. Em. I want to binge the end of this season, Austin. Come yeah, on. I want to binge the end of this season. And the only way I can do that is if I binge making it. <laughs> Can can we just have a weekend where we just make dice funk? Yeah, I mean it. It seems like you're having fun, and and those are the best ones. Yeah, yeah. And and um, Mari and, and Sophie have been wonderful oh. additions to the crew. They they've both brought very different things to the show. Mari has amazing energy, and and Sophie is very chaotic, but um, apparently willing to play like three separate fucking characters. Yeah, yeah, like. Sophie is very good at simultaneously playing, like, calm, reserved, quiet, sensible, uh, intelligent character, and I'm a crime sheep. Crime sheep. Crime sheep. Crime sheep. Um, yeah, and Mari in particular has hit the ground running with that concept, huh? Yes. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of slime. Yeah, slime's... Slime won over hearts and minds very quickly. Quite right, too. Yeah. Love slime. Love slime. Who doesn't love slime? Who doesn't love slime? Where are they? I will get you. <laughs> you not love slime loving person. <laughs> uh, what about you? Have you listened to anything else? Uh, this that week? was it. That was my big <gasps> thing. I've I've listened to nearly twenty episodes of Dice Funk. That's that's fair. That's a lot of Dice Funk. Uh, yeah, I mean, especially because they're what like two, two and a half, three hours. They're they're uh, they're a couple of hours. Yeah. yeah. At the very least, an hour and a half per That's episode. That's a lot of content. Yeah, apart from I think uh, Chris's um, one 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 to one. Oh yeah, that was episode. Like... That was like an fifty-seven minutes. Yeah. So yeah, like, for, but for the most part, long... couple of hours usually. Either way, excellent narrative all the way through. Well done, everybody. I'm very proud of it. <laughs> I need to get getting tattoos done again. I'm I'm falling behind on my dice. I'm several tats. seasons behind on tattoos. Yeah. Uh well then, if that's everything we've listened to, well then, time for this. 
Alright, welcome. Welcome, everyone. It's finally time. It's finally time. Excellent. I'm very we, excited yes. about this whole thing. We've been, we've been working for months and months and months and months on this AI, and we finally believe it's ready to uh, switch on. Stunning. Um, it, it should, if all works out well. Mimic successful human behaviour based on, on popular online accounts. Right, right, okay, so... so uh... Let me hit the button. <laughs> right, here we go. Um, let's, let's have a look at the, the little screen readout. Uh, first of all, it says, um, I would like to make the world a better place. Oh, oh lovely. It's very lovely. pleasant. Lovely. Yeah, uh, oh, what else? I more? think people should have rights. Yeah, I'm glad it's come to that conclusion. Um, mm. Top ten sandwiches that look like faces. Okay. Top ten health tips. Number seven will surprise you. Oh no. Um, top ten secrets your doctor is keeping from you. Not clickbait. Hashtag your doctor wants to kill you. What the government don't want to tell you about vaccines, not clickbait. Number seven will surprise you, listicle top ten. Top ten ways you're secretly dying right now that you should panic about, not clickbait, hashtag not clickbait, hashtag ad. Oh, that one's got a SoundCloud link. Apparently oh. it started making its own AI music as well. Oh, wonderful. And there's there's a meme that it definitely didn't steal and repost. Oh, 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 that one's a frog. Oh. Oh, that one's a frog too. Oh, no. Shut the, shut it oh, down. Shut oh, it down. No, shut it down. No, shut it down. No. Oh, God, it's appearing on Joe Rogan. Oh, oh, no. No. Shut it off. Shut it off. Using 700 gallons of custard. Next up... Scientists have discovered a horrific monster fish from the deepest depths of the ocean. It has 17-inch fangs, skin that is poisonous to look at, eyes that can see with crystal clarity in what would be considered by humans to be pitch blackness, jaws powerful enough to crush steel beams, and scales that can withstand the blast from a 2,000mm cannon shell. Apparently, it arrived in Paris this week and demanded that humanity cut it out with all the pollution and general destruction of the planet. Or else, uh, others like them will wipe your quivering meat sacks from the surface of the Earth. More at 11. And now the weather with Invisible Bob. Hello! Questions, um, let's have questions. What's the questions? Uh, Bethany Turner, hi Beth. Hi! Gummery Dion's world is very good. Uh, chocolate pirates or vanilla ninjas? Oh. Oh, mmm. I've got to go chocolate just generally. Chocolate pirates. So I'll go, I'll go chocolate pirates, but like, if I had to pick pirates or ninjas, I'd pick ninjas, but the, the chocolate outweighs the pirates. I would lick a vanilla ninja, but I'd be thinking of a chocolate pirate. <laughs> I mean, look, here's the thing. The chocolate pirate could probably, you know, um, has enough money stored in their boat that I never have to engage with capitalism again. Mm. Mm. I will eat the chocolate pirate and then the gold is mine. Oh no, it's chocolate coins. Mm. <laughs> More chocolates. <laughs> what if it's cursed chocolate? Om nom nom, cursed chocolate. Om nom nom, tasty cursed chocolate. <laughs> now I'm a zombie pirate. Om nom nom. <laughs> tasty brains. Chocolate brains. Ah. <laughs> uh, drop, hi drop, hi drop. Uh, what's your favourite song of all time? And congratulations on the lovely wedding. Thank oh, you. Oh, thank you. you. Magical time. Uh, favourite song of all time? All time. Uh, Pick one. It really depends what day you ask me. Do you have an answer for this? Same. It does very much depend. Um, 
gosh. Give me a minute. Yeah. I feel like if I had to, if I had to if I had to pick one gun to my head today, it'd probably be something by Malcolm Chemical Romance. It would probably be something like I'm I'm gonna follow my gut. Right now, I will say my chemical romance, um the jet set life is gonna kill ya. Ask me that another day, you'll get a completely different answer. Some days I'd probably answer, say, Tracy Chapman's fast car. It entirely depends what headspace I'm in when you ask me. Uh, I'm going to go with Miracle of Sound, Celebrate and Rejoice, because I think it's a great and very uplifting track. It is a fantastic track. Mm-hmm. We, had a, we had a little signal to it at the one, we didn't we? Did. We did, and we sent it to Gav, just so we feel included. Yeah. Uh, Gimlet Kenny asks, uh, not a question, but I just wanted to say I hope you all had a wonderful day and week. Yeah, I've had a good week. It's been a busy one, but not a good one. It's been a very manageable week. I'm I'm sleepy, but that's about the most of it. Uh, Marshmallow asks, which is your favourite spider person? Ooh, favourite spider person. Um, I love the outfit uh, for Gwenum. Gwenum? Uh, Yes. So... Spider-Gwen, but Venom-symbioted slightly. Makes sense. Gwenum. Okay. Uh, I just... Completely ignoring all, like, plot lines and anything. Gwenum just has a really fucking cool outfit. Okay. Um, of the spiders people that I have seen and and spent any time with, I'm going to say Miles. I mean, character personality-wise, it's definitely Miles. Miles is the most interesting spider person that I know in any real depth. Yeah. Um, I, I, like... I don't know any of them very well, but of, yeah. of the, like, the, the media I've seen, the games, the, the films... I... I enjoy that in a lot of the Miles Morales stories, he is a lot more focused on like community level, mm-hmm. um, helping helping the actual community rather than, say, Peter Parker, who is usually, I mean, he's not a cop, but you might as well fucking be at times. Certainly, in the, that's certainly the difference between the like the PS4 and PS5 games. Yeah, but even outside of that, in some of the live action films, um, Peter Parker can sometimes be a little bit like. I've caught you, um, non-violent drug offender. Yep, and you... I pinned you up for the cops to take. Yeah. Like, Miles Morales would not go like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pin a drug, a drug user to a wall and wait for the cops to come. No, but if someone was dealing crack in his area, he might. No, but like, someone who's, you know, just using, using drugs, he'd probably go like, hey, did you know that Feast down the road has, like, a recovery program and that might be really helpful for you and I hope you're doing alright. Is there anything I can help you with? Yeah. Yeah, you seem like you're in a rough spot. Yeah, I see that. That's the difference. That's that. That's treating drug users with compassion rather than like they're criminals. Wink, wink, and should be done. Uh, Cameron Andrews asks: Are there any live performances slash events you are excited to eventually attend? <gasps> My Chemical Romance coming back to the UK after a ten year plus hiatus, and hopefully they're going to be back in the in the summer of twenty twenty two if COVID you know gets its shit together and gets out of the way a little bit. Yeah. They were meant to be in twenty twenty, and then it was meant to be twenty twenty one, and now it's twenty twenty two, and I just want to see my favorite band again. I've got tickets to see them twice in the UK in the time they're here, and um, I've got I've got early entry tickets, and I'm going to camp out and get myself as close to front and barrier as I can. And I've got a friend coming with me for one of them, and I I'm going I'm I'm going to see my favourite band again. I've missed them. Yeah. What about you? <laughs> and me, um, there is a rave that we go to oh. semi regularly. That's um. 
plays a lot of very good and very yeah. upbeat music, and not I mean not just the the music which is always excellent at that event, but just like the the family and community around that that I'm the, always the, very excited. The costuming to and the aesthetics are always on point. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, it will have been about what eighteen months or so between going by the time we go back. Uh, possibly longer than that by the time we actually get there. Yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit. Um, yeah, it's been a long old time. But yeah, it'll be nice to see some people, including the lovely Tallulah. Who is yeah. a listener. Hi, Tallulah. Hi, Tallulah, you're lovely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing all those good people. Uh, Arachnovel asks, what's your favourite meal to cook when you don't feel like doing a lot of cooking? Oh, uh, it's got to be student pad thai. Ooh, yeah. It's you chuck some some noodles and some veg in a pan. You cook it up. Um, you drain off most of the water, and you add in just some peanut butter and some uh sweet a uh, bunch of sweet chili sauce, mm-hmm. and you have a sort of creamy, nutty, sweet chili vegetable noodle quick thing. Which bears no resemblance to actual pad thai. Yeah. But oh. that's the recipe I, I had it named it, to me. Yeah. Uh, oh, some, uh, some soy chunks in there as well. Oh, soy some, some yeah. soy chunks in. Get some uh, protein. Yeah, you, you boil, boil the soy chunks earlier so that they soften up nice mm-hmm. and then you chuck them in. But uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's super easy, super low energy, good, good wholesome stodge. Mm-hmm. I like stodge. Yeah. Um... Meal to cook when you don't feel like doing a lot of cooking. Soup. I like soup and bread. Yeah, soup and bread's lovely. Love soup and bread. Big fan of soup and bread. Uh, don't feel like doing a lot of cooking. I'm trying to think of other things. Oh, that thing I've been doing recently of just like noodles and not chicken and, um, oh, and vegetables. Yeah. With like um, garlic and ginger, a little bit of soy sauce. Yeah, that, that turns out real lovely. Some five spice. It's good. It's very nice, and it's one of the few ways I can get you to eat veg. I eat veg sometimes. No, very good. <laughs> <laughs> eat all the veg. Yeah, oh, veg. Uh, Kerry Magic asks, "What IP most desperately needs spinball table designed after it?" Oh, I was thinking maybe Requiem for a Dream or Titus Andronicus. I was going to suggest something like the Magnus Archives. Ooh. Um, have some weird Eldritch uh, creations going on. Oh, you're not the the pinball through that hole. Now the um the the unknowing is starting to happen at the top of the board. Oh no, you've buried your ball. Oh no, <laughs> everything retracts into the board apart from the flippers, and you've just got to keep them up for a while because you're stuck in the vast. Yeah, yeah, that could be fun. Um, Night Vale. Night Vale for similar reasons. Yeah, yeah. Here's a house that looks like it exists, and it would make sense for it for exist, but it doesn't exist. Get the ball up there. Yep. Don't ever put your ball in the door at the dog park. No, never Never send your ball to the dog park. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Or look at the hooded fingers. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I and and then like occasionally like you hit enough things and eventually you get to the weather. Oh. And, like, the weather just plays while you... Oh, that's that's when you hit, like, certain score thresholds. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, you've hit the weather multiplier. Oh, shit. <laughs> I will play these these machines now. <laughs> right, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of other things. No, I think those are the best ones. 
Make me a physical Pokemon pinball table like Pokemon Pinball the game, but a, a board, and I can catch Pokemon by playing pinball. Oh my god, the same suggested Boston's favourite son. That would be amazing. That would be... interesting. <laughs> Fish Shark. Let's go. Let's go. You've got to hit Craig the intern. <laughs> In fact, let's get like a, a like a, a Steph wrestling. Let's get a Polyam cult ah. wrestling table. That would be amazing. <laughs> uh, Phoenix too. Who happened? I love you more. Uh, asks, what's your favorite DIY tool? Oh, I really enjoy. Those screwdrivers where you don't have to take the screwdriver out oh, the to screw... Yeah, the, the ratchet screwdrivers. Where you can, like, let's say you're turning it clockwise, turn it clockwise, and then while it's still in, you turn anti-clockwise, and it sort of clicks and doesn't turn it mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. anti-clockwise. And then you can just sort of back and forth it without having to take it out the, the slot. Mm, mm. That's satisfying. Mm-hmm. I mean... Screwdrivers. Yeah. Oh, oh! Uh, I'm not. Well, I was gonna say, don't, I don't think a crowbar counts. Like one of my favorite tools that I own is a crowbar. Um, Ooh. Um, oh, there's so many good ones. Okay, um, like a, a really big adjustable spanner. Oh, like there's something very cool about just the heft of a really oh, big adjustable. On, on spanner. the very complete opposite end, um, the little tiny clippers I have for doing Gundam kits so that I can clip the things off the plastic. Uh, yeah, the the little um, like curved uh, clippers. Yeah, for for uh, getting them off the sprue. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very useful tool. Those are very but useful. But I managed a long time without, and now that I have, I can't imagine going <laughs> back. Yeah, every time you built, I was like, why don't you have some proper clippers for the sprues? I will get you some of those. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I am glad you have them. Yeah. Um, what else? Um, oh. No, it's gone. Oh, uh, spirit level. <laughs> your favourite tool thing. that you've been resisting purchasing. I know, but they make me very happy because then yeah. I can guarantee that things are straight rather than having to this, try and this judge is where, This is why once I realised you didn't own one, I just <laughs> bought you one. I very much appreciate it. Like, I know you're waiting for them to go on sale, but I'm just going to buy you one. Have a spirit level. Thank you for my spirit level. Mwah. I appreciate it very much. I like the fact that at least one of the pictures in the house was absolutely spot on. Oh, it was, uh, more than one. I think at least two of them were like, hmm. There was two or three that were like really, really, really close, but like like a degree or so off. It's the one in the centre of the the living room that was perfect. Mm. Oh. And then I like the fact that the the one on the left and right were ever so slightly angled in towards it. So I guess I I've got like fish eye vision or something. <laughs> I'd stood back from them and gone, mm, no, that that looks straight together. And then I'd sort of obviously backed away from them, looked at them individually and gone, they're not right, there's something not right, and it is burning my mind away. <laughs> and apparently that was just about a degree. <laughs> but they're all straight now, they're all perfectly straight. Every single picture in the house is perfectly straight apart um, from that um, one. And I'm fine with that because I don't see it very often. I mean, I can spirit level that. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that everything around you is straight now. Please don't try and straighten me. No, I want to gay you. <laughs> More gaying the wife. <laughs> Math Tiger asks, what should I order for lunch? Uh, Sub. <laughs> uh, not like that. <laughs> um, Steamed clams. Ooh. 
Sorry, steamed hams. So steamed hams is what I said. That could mean so many things. <laughs> yeah, go Did ahead to Krusty Burger. Yeah, get some get some classic Krusty Burger steamed hams. Mm-hmm. Um, ooh. Sushi. Ooh. Love some sushi. Uh, gyoza. Nom nom nom, tasty gyoza. Uh, pizza. No, I'm still going with the sandwich. I think it's a, a lunchtime sandwich. Uh, lots and lots of veggies. The sauce of your choice. And uh, fake chicken. Nom, nom, nom. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Alpha at Living in a Dungeon asks, Do I buy a faux leather coat? If you want. Yeah. They they can be quite quite nice. They can be quite nice. I mean, yeah. It's... It mean, do you need a new coat? I've had some nice faux leather ones in the past. Yeah. Do you need a coat? <laughs> That's a coat. There you go. You win. Um, yeah. If 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 a faux leather coat would make you happy and keep you dry and warm and all the other things people use coats for, yeah, do that. If that's what you desire. And that <gasps> is all the questions. Well then. Time for this. Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Pro Sure Justice Warriors. Pro Sure Justice Warriors? Yeah. Alright, Larry. Alright, Larry. How you doing? Oh, I didn't sleep well, mate. I must say I'm feeling a bit, uh, oof. Yeah. Yeah, much. a bit, bit ropey today myself. Yeah. You, uh, you been up to much? Oh, just, uh, watching self-entitled, uh, people, uh, you know, speaking over minorities. Lot as of you about, do. Mate. Lot, Lot of that about, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, particularly, uh, Today, been watching watching someone uh, speak over a minority group, just sort of being like, "Oh, you don't want me to speak over you? Well, I've decided I'm gonna do it because that's what I do." Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. So, yeah, there's this real uh, real issue sometimes with uh, people thinking that they are always the best person to speak on an issue, regardless of whether they have personal uh, experience with that topic themselves. You know, whether they are entrenched in the, you know, whether they're going to be affected by the impacts of their decisions, being like, ah, oh, it's fine, you know, I will fix this myself. I am known as an activist, historically, despite the fact that I have perhaps said some problematic things in the past. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that sort of thing, yeah. It, it's been tiring watching. I, I wish that particularly, you know, white men would... Sometimes just go, hey, maybe I don't need to talk about a thing and I can leave the people impacted to talk or maybe even just promote their voices on certain topics. Exactly, yeah. Uh, <sighs> it's a small thing. It's just a grumble. I've been no, grumbling well, about it's today. it's quite understandable. I mean, there always seems to be, you know, some white guy who feels like he's got to get right in there and then, you know, maybe people from the actual... Uh, oppressed minority will sort of step up and say, hey, you know, we can either A, we can speak for ourselves or, you know, uh, you know, you're going about this in, a, in an actively harmful way. And, and, you know, that's not it's not really very helpful or, or you are doing more harm than good. You know, while we appreciate allies that are, you know, you know, willing to speak up and, 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 and say, you know, hey, you need to listen. The bit it needs to be, hey, you listen to these people. Yeah. 
hey, those people deserve rights, and now go and talk to them, but don't expect emotional labour from them, but, you know, do better. Yeah. Hold people to account, but don't make it all about you, or, you know, feel that you are the authority and have the right to speak about a minority that you aren't. Yeah. <sighs> Hug, mate. Hug. Yeah. 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 <sighs> <sighs> oh, good hug, mate. Good hug. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, I think I'm gonna uh, have myself a cup of tea and maybe head to bed. Oh, I'm having an early night myself. Nice, nice. <laughs> So, Laura, me. where can we find you on the internet? Laura Kibble's pretty much everywhere. Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Patreon, that's the one that pays the bills. I do TikToks, you can find me at Laura Kibble's on TikTok. Um, I do Twitch streaming Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays. Uh, every Friday I upload episodes of Access Ability over on YouTube. Uh, i got books, Uncomfortable Labels, that's out now. Things I Learned from Mario's Butt, that's out now. Gender Euphoria, that's out now. Got some podcasts as well. Uh, Pixel Squirt, it's about video game character pornography. You should check it out. Podquisition, we tell you whether your favourite video games are great or perfect. Uh, Dice Funk, which we mentioned earlier. It's a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. I'm on seasons 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 and 8. They're all their own self-contained stories. You can jump in wherever you like. Um, also, I'm on another podcast with you that isn't this one. With me? Yeah. That would be Polyamory. It's a D&D 5th edition real play podcast with questionable morals. Um, you've just done something very questionable to an entire city. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had to write some special music for the end of that. Uh, hopefully we'll have a new episode of that up soon. We have had some delays because there's been a lot going on in everyone's life. Life has been occurring. Uh, we are trying to get back on top of that. Uh, I make music under the name Bedroom Programmer. Uh, you can find that on my SoundCloud. Uh, we've got a Facebook group. I've got a Redbubble. You can get Queer and Pleasant Strangers t-shirts amongst other t-shirt designs that I have done. Uh, StarMonkeyRadio.blog where I write about board games mostly and sometimes video games. Um, thank you to the one person who who managed to ping WordPress for me the other day. It's like, you have had a, a massive uptick in people reading your articles. And it turns out it was just one person who'd read 35 articles. Like, <laughs> Thank you. I I hope you're I hope you're having a good day. I appreciate that. Um, I've got a YouTube channel. It's usually mostly just uploads of uh, unboxing videos uh, from uh, board games uh, that we do once a month and uh, vods of my Twitch stream. I have a Twitch. It's Janiac J A N E I A C. I'm on Twitter, I'm on Patreon, that's the one that pays my bills for as little as a dollar a month. You can help me justify a 76-hour work week. Uh, that's patreon.com slash stonedmonkeyradio. Uh, if you want to get early access to Queer and Pleasant Strangers for $10 a month, you might have it the same night we record, such as the people did last last week. That's how they got it. They got it on Tuesday night. We finished recording, I went downstairs, I edited the whole thing and knocked it straight out. Straight out to all the good, good people. Uh, all of my links can be found at streamerlinks.com slash janiac that's j-a-n-e-i-a-c thank you very much for joining us Laura will you sing us out please darling until next time be a stranger mm-hmm.